Well, also an I don't want to. <laughs> well, I mean, that is literally the point of this show. I mean, that literally, Fuck. quite literally is the point of this show. To another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we will be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and joining me, as always, is my co-host. He just got back from St. Mungo's and had to explain to Arthur what stitches were... Scotty Westside. How are you doing, pal? Uh, (laughs) My guy, Arthur, you know he loves him, everything to do with muggles, and he he thought it would be a good idea to try try that muggle medicine, and I was like, listen, buddy, I I don't think muggle medicine will work on these magic goddamn snake wounds you have. He he didn't listen. He never does. Uh, He's a cheerful chap. I love him. He's so happy all the time. Even yeah. when a snake bites his ass. Not bites his ass, just it bit him in like the I mean, stomach, hey, it I might think. have bit his ass. It might have bit his ass. You know what? Who can say? <laughs> the world may never Harry know. Harry could. Harry could. Harry bit his ass. Maybe he doesn't want to admit it, but he bit his he, ass. He definitely does not. <laughs> How you doing today, man? Uh, I am good. I... You know, have, having, a, having a lovely day here. I am big... Back on my uh, XCOM 2 bullshit, I've been oh. texting you you motherfuckers constantly about my squad. I loaded up a ton of new mods, and I'm I'm deep into the XCOM hole again, and <laughs> I can't stop playing it. It's it's such a fun fucking game. I love Hell yeah! Who so um so for those of you guys who don't know, XCOM is kind of a turn based strategy game where yeah squad tactics yeah yeah it's a very tactical game Mm -hmm. uh it's super cool and scott has uh as the true friend and loner that he is (laughs) (laughs) why'd you have to throw that unreasonable shade he he uh i guess so does this version of xcom have like a better like like um a character creator character creation is that no i mean that's that's always been in there the uh, one of the big draws of xcom is like creating your own stories with like your own squad mates and you can customize them and i yes made he made his all my best friends i made my buds uh it's it's it's, it makes it higher stakes because if it's your friends that are like in trouble and there's permadeath in this game so if, if a member of your squad dies while you're on a mission they are just gone forever shit man. so have it, any it, of us died no none of you have died yet uh you guys have been very good you guys have have been exemplary squ- uh soldiers so far Hell uh yeah. quick shout out to amanda <laughs> uh the sniper of the squad who is hard carrying the team like you're all fine you're all doing your jobs but she is so op right now (laughs) she just sits up on a rooftop and wreaks havoc uh i i want amanda to know she is wrecking worlds right now dude fuck yeah does she have the highest kill count of all of us i think so yes 
You That's actually have the highest rank somehow. <laughs> Fucking just true to life, getting promoted for no reason. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, to those of you who don't know, I used to be Scott's boss when we worked together. Uh, yeah, promoted for no reason, as usual. Uh, so that's, shit. that's been a lot of fun. Like I said, it makes the stakes higher when you put your buddies in, in harm's way. That's fucking cool, man. I also get really pissed at you guys randomly when you miss a big shot, and I'm just like, <laughs> fucking Zach, of course! You would miss that shot, you dick! That's so rad, dude. Scott <laughs> made my character with the most fucking bitchin' mustache oh, and, like, the best. weird short shorts. I love yeah. it. He's yeah. such a badass. It's it's real dumb. It's, it's almost best. like a it's almost like a like an Oda One Piece character creation. Yes, it's so funny, dude. It's <laughs> yes. so comical. It's I ridiculous. Love it. But how's your week been, Bell? Oh, dude, it's been it's been good, man. Uh, been uh, I'm almost done with training with the new job. Uh, very yeah. excited to get that thing rolling. Uh, it's been a blast so far. Um, I, this I'm in the middle of my first holiday weekend ever. That's fucking weird because I don't That's work right. in retail anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it's a three-day weekend. Dude, three day weekend. I've never That's experienced crazy. this ever in my adult life. This is so cool. Yeah, part-time Zach has never had a three-day three weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can fuck right off for we a second are doing time. all the callbacks tonight. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, it's like hey, yeah, you, you know, it's the weekend, but also you're off on Monday and also right. you get paid. Yeah, and that's so weird to me. It is nice, uh, even still working in retail as I do. I work for a a very good company now, and we are closed, and I get paid for Memorial that's Day. So rad, like dude. this this weekend is busy as shit for sure. But Monday we're closed, and yeah, it's pretty cool. That's super awesome. But yeah, it's so I mean, my my week's going great, man. Finished up the last batch of One Piece episodes, and I'm <sighs> yes, heartbroken that that uh, the We Don't Want a One Piece is over. So, by mm. the way, listeners, if you have not already jumped on that train, first off, what the fuck are you doing? But what second, the hell are you doing with your life? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but second, uh, it's done. It's wrapped it's up. Done. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a complete show, and it's available for your listening pleasure. You can uh, binge all 25 episodes. Yeah. Starting now. Yeah, go. You can binge go well, no, listen to the rest of this episode and then go. <laughs> yes, then go. Uh, yeah, so you you will only see one episode a week in your podcast feed for the foreseeable future. Uh, we will come back with something eventually. We just don't know what or when quite that is. We're trying yet, to get so. our ducks in a row and and uh, figure out what the fuck our next series is going to be. What uh, uh, what the fuck we're going to fuck a duck? Yeah, yeah, fuck a duck or whatever the fuck that joke was. Um, I think that was on the One Piece. I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember. Everything's. If uh, if you guys have recommendations for uh, for a series that you would like to see one or both of us go through, uh, flip them over to us on our Twitter at We Don't Want a Pod, or you can also leave a voice memo uh, in the description or um, recap for this episode. Just go down there and click on Leave Voice Memo. There's a link for it. Uh, let us know what you want us to go over, because uh, we probably won't take your advice, but, you know, fuck it. Go do it. Yeah, yeah listen. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it under advisement, then we'll ignore it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, man, let's, let's fucking do that. Wait, what chapters are we doing? Uh, we are doing chapters 22 through 25, I think. Right, okay. That's, that Scroll sounds... down to the end of my notes here. 
Uh, I read these chapters several days ago, and I am a little fuzzy here. Yes, uh, 25. 22 through 25. Yeah, uh, we left off with uh, Harry going into his snake dream thing, uh, fucking up uh, our boy Arthur. Yeah, not okay with that. I was very excited to finally, uh, hopefully, uh, in your opinion, uh, definitely in my opinion, finally get to a part where, like, there are things happening and, like, there's some motion in this book. So, uh, take it away, man. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah, I was definitely, uh, if you've listened to last week's episode, like, I hope you have, like, the good little boys and girls that you (laughs) are. listened to any of the episodes for this book. Not just last week. No, see, I wasn't nearly as down on the rest of this book as I was specifically last week. I did give you fair warning. I said this, then, of course, immediately forget it because that's how my memory works. But I recently edited the first episode of this podcast for this book for uh, Order of the Phoenix. And I fucking told your ass at the end of that episode, if there's a fucking Quidditch match in this book, I will lose my damn mind. (laughs) And I did, in fact, on last week's episode, lose my damn mind about the stupid Quidditch match. So you cannot act surprised, you bitch. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well. Anyway. Chapter 22. Yes. Where we last left off, Arthur had been at, well, yes, Harry had his snake dream uh, where he was milking the snake and Arthur (laughs) got hurt. And yeah, so he had woken up. McGonagall came in, and McGonagall's like, we're, we're going to see fucking Dumble, and that's Yo, where but we... Let, let's, let, let's make sure that this is clear. Um, Arthur got fucked up. Like, this was yeah. bad. This was yeah. not like, like, oh shit, hey, Arthur's hurt. This is like, holy fuck, dude. Like, ne- near death. This is bad. Yeah, very bad. And... Not a good look. I maybe did not fully appreciate that at the end of the last chapter, uh, I think I was still upset about the Quidditch <laughs> because if I had fully appreciated what mortal peril my guy Arthur in, I probably would have been more upset about that and yeah. worried. But uh, yeah, yeah I, anyway, I, I was I was surprised because because you you were just like yeah okay this happened and that's it. yeah that's it was very weird. It was it was not the best stretch of that book, but it uh, it gets a lot better from here uh, at least in this batch. So good. So so they're going. McGonagall takes Ron and Harry to go see Dumble. I made a note specifically about this because I want to give you more shit. Before we get into the good stuff, I have to give you more shit. Uh, oh, goody. They're going up to Dumble's office, and uh, I'll read this specifically here. Until they reach the highly polished oak door with the brass knocker shaped like a griffin. And I'm like, hmm, a griffin. How interesting. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Griffins are cool magical animals. Yeah, they are. I, I wish they, you know, maybe they could be like a house mascot or something, but that's crazy. Uh, so they what does the griffin represent? Fucking being a badass griffin. I don't so know. So do you think the Gryffindors are badasses? Ooh, that's a good point. All right, Lion it is. All right. But they're also not courageous and honorable either. Harry is the least honorable person I've ever met in my fucking life. I haven't actually met him. That was a weird way to say that. Do you think Draco's a more honorable person than Harry? So they're talking to Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He tells him the whole story about 
you know, what he saw, what the dream was. And Dumble's like, uh, how did you see this? And Harry's like, I just fucking told you I had a, a dream. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision. And Dumble's like, no, 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 no. From what position were you in the room? And Harry's like, oh, fuck. He he knows. So yeah, he you, admi- you should also, if, sorry, sorry for cutting your note in half. No, you're kind. You sh- should also take note of their interaction is just, just oh, strange. I do. It's just off. I do. Okay. I'll get to that. Okay. Um, Harry admits that he was in, he was the snake. Like he wasn't watching this from like a bird's eye view. He wasn't like sidelined. Like he was embodying this snake. <laughs> Zach just did the cobra. It's not Cobra Kai. No, is it? it's uh. That's the that's Karate Kid. It's the dodgeball. Uh, what is the f- what are purple they? Globo Gym purple cobras? That's what it is. The papas. Yeah, Global Gym Purple Cobras. Yeah. Yeah, I just did that on cam for Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. He was the snake. Yes, he was the snake, and Harry is getting super pissed off because Dumble absolutely refuses to look at him. Thank you for literally cutting me off as I was about to start that sentence. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Dumble is looking everywhere in the room. Except at Harry, he he barely acknowledges him. He's like talking about him like he's not even in the room at times. Uh, it's very bizarre, and it gets more bizarre. Uh, Dumble hears this. He goes to his paintings that are all on the wall of the previous headmasters and wakes two of them up because they're all pretending to be asleep. They're not actually asleep, but they're all <laughs> pretending to be asleep for some reason. <laughs> it's their fucking game. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you two, go look for Arthur. Go check your other portraits or whatever. So I was like, what the fuck is happening here? He he explains. So their names are Everard and Dillis. Yeah. Uh, he says they were two of Hogwarts' most celebrated heads. Uh, their renown is such that both have portraits hanging in other important wizarding institutions. They are free to move between their own portraits. They can tell us what may be happening elsewhere. So, this is kind of cool. If they have, like, multiple portraits hanging up other places, they can just move between them at will um, all the time. That's kind of interesting and cool. Yeah, yeah so, <clears throat> with, with like, the, the portraits, like, you can move about, like, so all the, the portraits in Hogwarts, you can move about the portraits if it's within the same, like, building the same right. like, magical like space right we've we've like, seen him do that before like uh sir cadigan right exactly um bunch. but if you have another portrait of you it is it is somehow magically linked with another portrait of yourself sure. and you can travel no matter where the distance is you can just be in both of them i i am cool. still have many questions about how these portraits operate uh like are these like ghosts are they like memories of their will are they um, how much will and like agency do these portraits have i i believe i can answer that for you it does it's not answered in the books okay because th- do they, you want do you there's want there's notice? a quick bit here in a second where they say that they are bound to like serve the headmaster or like Yes, honor bound to serve the the current headmaster. The current so, head. yeah, uh, 
there's obviously something going on with that. But yeah, I, I guess yeah. Let me if it's not in the books and it's not like, I mean, no, obviously I, it can't be a spoiler since it's not in the books. So yeah, let me let me have it. So so when you become uh, a headmaster, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming that there's a similar process for other portraits because there's plenty of magical portraits. But, right. There's a ton uh, of just headmasters. The, the interview that took place where J.K. Rowling talked about this was they she was being asked about the heads of mm-hmm. uh, of, of Hogwarts, right? So, um, somebody comes in, paints the portrait, right, of this mm-hmm. person, and and it and it comes to life. So it is not a ghost. However, it's not because it's just a portrait. It doesn't have all the memories or anything like like all, all of that stuff. Uh, like. I guess it, it, it's it's not painted with that, right? Mm-hmm. So so the painting um, actually sits behind. It's it's covered and it sits behind uh, the current headmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a half wall. It's actually on the other side of it. Uh, after the painting is done, and the painting is free to take on any information and have any conversations with. The headmaster. So, like for example, in this case, Dumbledore has a painting of himself already made. Okay. Uh, so this happens. They paint it like as soon as they become headmaster, type of thing. At some point during their term, okay. I, I'm assuming it's very close to the start of their term, just in sure. case something ever happened. But yeah. Uh, so, like Dumbledore, for example, would be having conversations with himself and divulging all this information and wealth of knowledge, uh, and, and get kind of kind of giving his personality to this painting, to, to this portrait. Okay. So if, if there was a portrait... So it's of, like its own separate being almost. It is, yeah. It's very okay. interesting how that works. There's not, unfortunately, there's no more lore on it other than sure. that. Um, but I think it's a really cool, like, concept that, like, if somebody was to paint a portrait of somebody after they would have already passed, then that portrait would take on its own personality. Okay. Uh, it, and hmm. it wouldn't become that person if that makes sense sure so this is a really stupid question but like the the dumb chocolate frog cards uh-huh. does that mean like the famous wizards who are on those can just go anywhere there's a chocolate frog card hanging out no so there there's something um there's something specific that has to do with like like the portraits, like, it, like it, these it, special portraits. Correct. Yes. Like so, the the Dumbledore that's in a chocolate frog card doesn't have any personality. Like okay. Like it, it it's a it's just an empty shell that'll like it'll walk on into its portrait frame and like leave and move about, but it it doesn't have any of Dumbledore's anything. Right. 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 Um. I guess they like, kind of wave and do thing, but they don't really ever exactly, speak. Not that exactly. I've seen. Right. Anyway. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. We get uh, in deep on portrait lore here. <laughs> this this is the kind of shit I care about. I mean, it's the kind of shit that, honestly, a lot of Potter fans have cared about because oh, God, it don't, so enough. I don't like the way you just insinuated that I was a Potter fan there. I don't appreciate that. I mean... So... Harry's still freaking out because he's like, Mr. Weasley could be anywhere. How how do you know he can go to these? They can find him in these other wizarding institutions. Well, I think I know how he knows he can find him because I think he knows what Arthur was doing. Um, yep. Dumble wakes up my guy Fox here. Fuck yeah, Fox. Anytime Fox is around, I am all aboard. Fuck yeah. 
Fox yeah. Fox yeah. Fox yeah. He tells him, he he wakes him up and is just like, we will need a warning. And Fox just is like, cool, peace out. And just vanishes in a puff of fire. It says, it says there was a flash of fire and the yeah. phoenix had gone. It's so cool. He's so badass. He's so badass. Um, Then Dumble fiddles with some instrument that emits smoke snakes and asks it, but in essence divided and it seems to confirm this and he's like satisfied and then puts it away what the fuck is happening <laughs> i have no idea what this is about uh mhm the portraits come back and they say they found him uh he's hurt bad uh, but he is being taken to st mungo's the hospital dumbles like okay mcgonagall go wake the other weasley children she asks about if she should tell Molly too. Dumble's like, that'll be a job for Fox once he's done watching. But she does have that wonderful clock. I, I think I made a note of this clock way back when we were introduced to it. Uh, yep. She's got this cool-ass clock that has like all the members of her family, and it'll be like, at work or at home or in mortal, mortal peril, peril. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think Harry theorizes here, like, oh, if she sees that, uh, Arthur is in mortal peril, but she may not be awake, blah, 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 this whole thing. And I was like, I just think that's cool that Dumble calls out this sick-ass clock she's got. Yeah, it's fucking rad as shit, so. Yes. So Dumble's trying to wake up this uh, this new portrait, uh, Phineas. And he keeps yelling at it, and the portrait keeps pretending to be asleep. And finally, <laughs> he wakes up, and he's like, oh, did someone call? And... Dumbledore's like, yeah, I need you to visit your other portrait, Phineas. I've got another message. And this Phineas doesn't want to do it. And all this is where all the other portraits start freaking out. And they're like, insubordination, dereliction of duty. We are honor bound to give service to the present headmaster of Hogwarts. <laughs> and uh, they're like, shame on you, Phineas. And another portrait is, like, brandishing a wand and is like, shall I persuade him? Can these portraits actually, like, attack each other? Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I, honestly. It's very, very bizarre. But it's I'm, funny. I'm it's good. here for it, I guess. Uh, Phineas is like, uh, okay, I'll fucking do it, but he may well have destroyed my picture by now. He's done most of the family. And Dumble's like, serious knows not to destroy your portrait. And yeah. this is where Harry realizes where he had heard this voice before. Uh, the frame in his bedroom at Sirius's house. He's heard this voice before. And Dumble's like, give him the message that Arthur Weasley has been gravely injured and that his wife, children, and Harry Potter will be arriving at his house shortly. And he's like, do you understand? And Phineas leaves. Uh, I made a note here. This is Phineas is a black, I think, but they say his last name later and it's not black. It's unless that's his middle name. Yeah. Is he, he's still part of the black family. He's, he's somehow, part of their though? lineage. Yeah. Um, okay. Doesn't have the same last name, but yes, I mean, he's, he's part of the family. I was going to do a bit at the beginning of this episode and I totally forgot. I was going to ask you, <laughs> maybe showing my hand too early. I was going to tell you, that I have a new favorite character for the book, and I bet you couldn't guess who it was with like a hundred guesses. Uh, spoiler alert, it's Phineas Nightjellis. You know, Scott, I've got to be very honest with you. 
I you could have seen this coming? I, I would have known it was Phineas. Really? Uh, and this will not be the end of him, by the way. Oh, fuck yes. Well, yeah, I, you, you're you not talking about Phineas. when I see him here in a minute, are you? No, 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 no. Okay, like, okay. Just, you will love Phineas. I already fucking do love Phineas. Favorite character of the book, new character of the book, by a mile, Phineas Nigellus. I'm ride or die for him already. <laughs> He fucking He's such a fucking dipshit. I he love him, gives Harry the fucking business. Li- we'll get to it. It's yeah, so yeah. good. It's very good. You're right. It's amazing. Uh, Fox, uh, a little phoenix feather pops out of nowhere. This is Fox giving the warning. I have a question about this real quick while we're asking questions. Okay. Uh, these little phoenix feathers that pop out when Fox is like, giving these messages could people like go build a wand with one of these i thought phoenix feathers were like more rare than this you know i don't know that's a that is a very good question and i honestly don't know the the true answer to it i would assume that uh it's not an actual like it's not plucked from a phoenix it's more of like i don't want to say illusion but like a it's a phantom uh, feather yeah i mean yeah it's just like a it's just a sign. It's a warning. Like, it, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it, like, disappeared. Sure. Okay. I'll buy that. They they say she knows they're out of their beds, uh, meaning what's her name here? Uh, Umbridge. Right, right. Yeah. Dumble bitch. sends McGonagall to give her an excuse. He's like, give her any excuse. I don't care. And, <laughs> by the way, Dumble had pulled out, like, an old kettle a second ago and, like, fiddled with it, did some spell, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He just made a port key. He's like, yeah, I'm sending them uh, by this port key I just made because the flu network is still being watched. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, boy, they seemed real hesitant to just make port keys at the beginning of this book, but Dumble's just like, nah, it's good, I got gotcha. you. So whatever. Dumbledore gives no fucks. That's true. That is the best defense of this because Dumbledore gives zero fucks. He's like, come at me, bro. Dumbledore is above all of it, and yeah. it is so good. I love it. His it's- Aside from him being pretty distant this book, his attitude this book towards the ministry and Umbridge and all that, I love it. See, I feel like I probably am primed to be the least upset about him being distant because Harry is a dipshit and deserves to be ignored. <laughs> so I, I, All I mean is that we haven't gotten as much Dumbledore as we could have. Sure, sure. That, I, mean, I, I mean, we don't usually get a ton of dumbles in the books though he like shows up for a chapter does something rad or does something very questionable most cases and then is just gone <laughs> so right he's already okay. met his quota as far as i'm concerned for this book when he showed up for the trial and was just being a baller oh, well then just wait just buckle up <laughs> any more we get of him is just bonus he's in the bonus period so they're about to take this port key and i have this specifically copied because this is a very interesting it happened in a fraction of a second in the infinitesimal pause before dumbledore said three harry looked up at him they were very close together and dumbledore's clear blue gaze moved from the port key to harry's face at once harry's scar burned white hot as though the old wound had burst open again and unbidden unwanted terrifyingly strong there rose within harry a hatred so powerful he felt that for an instant that he would like nothing better than to strike, to bite, to sink his fangs into the man before him. And then three happens and they port key out of there. So, 
We get a little more on this later. At the moment, I was like, fuck? Yeah. Uh, I think I have a lot more understanding of this now where I'm at. This is... The story of a girl who cried a river and drowned a hole. Dude, don't get me started on Nine Days. I fucking love me some Nine Days. Hell yeah, that whole album is great. Uh... I don't know why I did that. I don't know why. Dude, that's, I feel like that's my most random loved band. I think they only made like two albums ever, too. I'm Sad pretty day. sure they only made that one song. So. No, that album. Go listen to that whole album. It's very good. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> this, this has been Scott's Music Minute. So this is obviously Voldy feeling these things. And Dumbledore has said, told are, Harry. Are you his... speaking from what you've learned later in this batch as well? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, At least, I mean, that's uh, that seems to be the case. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. You could, you could be. Razzle dazzle. <sighs> Fuck off. Uh... <laughs> Because Dumble even said, like, when his scar hurts when he feels intense, when Voldy feels intense, like, emotion or hatred or whatever. And obviously, I think he just fucking hates Dumbledore's ass. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, as soon as he they, like, make facial connection, like, fucking Voldy is feeling that and knows that and wants to fuck up Dumble and through the, like... Possession, non-possession, whatever. We'll we'll get more into that here in a bit. So, okay. all right. They get back to Sirius's house and immediately want to go to the hospital to see Arthur. Sirius says they can't. They have to wait because they are not supposed to know about him being injured yet. Yeah. Uh, Sirius, being the voice of reason for the first time in his life, uh, he's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's like, how would you possibly know about this? You can't just tell people Harry is having these visions. That's not good for anyone. You got y'all need to stay put. Fred and George are furious about this, understandably. This is their father. And they give serious shit that he's not risking his neck and he for like the order. He's like, You fucking you're just cooped up in this house, you cowardly bitch. Uh this is obviously not what Sirius wants to hear because he also feels this way. So this is really touching close to home for him. Right. Uh, he does his best, he stays calm, and they reluctantly agree to wait. Eventually, Molly shows up in the morning and says, Arthur will be alright. So the whole Arthur scare did not last long. <laughs> uh, yep. sh- she thanks Harry for telling them if he hadn't, Ar- Arthur might not have been found in time to save him. Uh, she also says that Dumble made a good cover story, so he should be alright, unlike Sturgis. Sturgis was the guy... He was, he's in Azkaban because of the ministry, right? The ministry caught him, if I recall correctly. So, yes. Uh, I will give you the recap on that. Uh, So, Sturgis Podmore, it is, the report is that he was put in Azkaban for breaking into the ministry. Breaking into the ministry, right. Uh, So, this nod to this is supposed to mean that, like, no, he was actually on duty. He was doing right. the same thing that Arthur was doing. Right. And got That's caught. what I assumed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Harry feels very guilty about him being the snake and this vision he had. And he tells Sirius in private about it. And the fa- Andy tells him about the fact that he wanted to attack Dumble when they had their little uh, eye connection. 
Very surprised that, that Terry is being somewhat logical and talking to an adult about these things. Right. Although he does choose Sirius, who is the least responsible adult there. But, you know, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. It's, it's some progress. He he feels like, he says he feels like he's got a snake inside of him. And I'm like, it's attached right below your waist, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and it can't stop thinking about Cho. Sirius tells him... That it was just an aftermath of the vision and that he's tired. Uh, he Everything will be okay. Doesn't seem like Sirius fully believes what he's saying, though. What he's telling Harry. Fully buying into it. So they go to the hospital the next day, and there's a bunch of world building that I didn't take notes on, but it was it was good. It was like stuff in the hospital and crazy shit going down. Uh, they get to my boy Arthur. He He is in fine spirits. As always, my fucking guy is just bright as sunshine. He, sa- <laughs> he says if they just took off the bandages, he could go home. But also, if they did take off the bandages, he'd bleed to death. Because <laughs> yeah. the venom reopens wounds and they're trying to figure out an antidote. He has to take a blood replenishment potion like every hour. Uh, Arthur is so great. He's like, no, yeah, just take these bandages off and I could go home. But also, if you did take the bandages off, I would super die. So, uh, great stuff. He's such a fucker. From Arthur. George is like, hey, so where were you when it happened, Dad? And Weasley's like, yeah, that's my business. (laughs) And then he goes off to change the subject. He goes off on this long tangent about Willie Wittershins and these exploding toilets and how Willie, one of his jinxes backfired and the toilet exploded and they found him lying unconscious in the wreckage covered from head to foot in shit. Uh, (laughs) They cut him off right before he says shit, but that's what he was about to say. Uh, Fred interrupts him and is like, when you say you were on duty, what were you doing? Mrs. Weasley's like, we are not fucking discussing this here. Dear, go on about Willie Wittershins. <laughs> just a funny <laughs> sentence for Molly to say. Uh, and George is like, you were guarding it, weren't you? The weapon. The thing you know who's after. And they're like, we are not fucking discussing this. Shut the hell up. Not here. So, intrigue abounds. So then they leave. And Tonks and Moody, who was like their escort party, go in to talk to Arthur. And they use their fucking extendable ears to listen in on the conversation. And uh, they're like, we, co- we couldn't find the snake. They searched the whole area, but it just seems to have vanished after attacked Arthur. Arthur's like, he's trying to get a clearer picture of what he's facing. And... If Arthur hadn't been there, the Beast would have been had much more time to look around. Uh, they talk about how Potter says he saw it all happen. And Mrs. Weasley says, you know, Dumbledore seems almost to have been waiting for Harry to see something like this. So, like, Dumbledore expected this to happen. And Moody's like, yeah, well, <laughs> there's something funny about the Potter kid. We all know that. And I'm like, yeah, he fucking Fuck, sucks. Dude. That's that's what's wrong with him, Moody. Molly's like, Dumbledore seems worried about Harry when I spoke to him this morning. And Moody drops our stinger here to end the chapter. Course he's worried. The boy's seen things from inside you-know-who's snake. 
Obviously, Potter doesn't realize what that means, but if you know who's possessing him and Harry freaks out, takes out the extendable ears, and all of them look at him like, what the fuck? And that is the end of the chapter. That's a good chapter. I really like this chapter. It's a, it's a solid chapter. Uh, I I think we get a little bit more resolution on the possession angle here in a bit, so I'm not going to theorize about that too much until we get there. But we, uh, we get to the chapter with Snape, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. So chapter twenty three. Harry, understandably freaking out about this info, and he is now convinced, as he usually is, because he thinks he's hot shit. He's like, "Oh, I'm the weapon. I'm the weapon. Voldy is trying to get because I'm fucking rad." <laughs> That's. I mean, I don't think that's how he's thinking it. That's Scott, literally like, direct quote from the book because I'm fucking rad. I copied it directly. <laughs> uh, I don't right. buy it. Immediately, I'm like, no, you're fucking not the weapon, you dipshit. Your first theory on everything is always wrong, and your next six are usually always wrong, too. That's Look, that's fair. That yeah. is very true. Harry is thinking... He's like, am I an animagus and I don't even know it? Or is Voldy? And now he's worried about being at the headquarters at Sirius's house. If Voldy is possessing him and wants to go... Oh, he's worried about that if Voldy is possessing him. I, I wrote this sentence weirdly. It's an actual legitimate concern. Yes, good, good the first job. legitimate concern he's had. And he wants to go back to the Dursleys and cut himself off from all wizards, basically. He's like, I can't go anywhere. They'll all be in danger. So I'll go to the Dursleys, because fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we go, in all caps, new favorite character alert. This is where we get my fucking guy, Phineas Nigellus. Yep. Yep, yep. Just schools Harry's ass. Yep. You have this conversation copied? I have a lot of it. Okay, good. Because it's a good it's a good it's one. It's such a good conversation. Even though he fuck says specifically he hated being a teacher, he fucking takes this little bitch to school. So Phineas pipes up and is giving him shit. Cause he's like, oh no, I gotta leave and cut myself off from everyone. And Phineas is all like, Oh, I see. This is no cowardly flight. You are being noble. And Harry's about to walk out, and he's like, I have a message from for you from Dumbledore. And Harry's like, what is it? Stay where you are. And Harry's like, I haven't moved. <laughs> like, so what's idiot. the message? I have just given it to you, dolt. Dumbledore says, stay where you are. Why? Said Harry. Why does he want me to stay? What else did he say? Nothing whatsoever. He's Harry gets all pissed off now at Phineas, and uh, he's like, so that's it? Stay there? That's all anyone could tell me after I got attacked by those Dementors, too. Just stay put while the grown-ups sort it out, Harry. We won't bother telling you anything, though, because your tiny little brain might be not be able to cope with it. And I'm like, yep, all of this, exactly this. <laughs> and oh, here it comes, here it comes. You know, Phineas said, this is precisely why I loathed being a teacher. Young people are so infernally convinced that they are 
absolutely right about everything. Has it not occurred to you, my poor puffed-up Poppinjay, that there might be an excellent reason why the headmaster of Hogwarts is not confiding every tiny detail of his plans to you? Have you never paused while feeling hard done by to note that following Dumbledore's orders has never yet led you into harm? No. No, like all young people, you are quite sure that you alone feel and think and recognize danger. You alone are the only one clever enough to realize what the Dark Lord may be planning. Fucking spitting hot fire, my guy Phineas. <laughs> it's very good. Harry's like, oh, he is planning something with me then? And Phineas is like, mm, did I say that? <laughs> now, if you will excuse me, I have better things to do than listen to adolescent agonizing. Good day to you. Fucking Phineas Nigellus. So good. I adore him. He just said everything I think about Harry constantly, basically right to his face. In a really, like, fucking snarky-ass way that I appreciate so much. He, it's he, so he good. He is, so, like, I've never I've never thought this thought He's until me. now. Well, yes. Um, but he is, like, if Snape wasn't an actual, like, abusive dick, he he's all the qualities of, of Snape that, like, that you love. Yes, basically, yeah, yeah. He's also Slytherin, by the way. He's he they, they make a mention. Yep. He's he's like painted in the Slytherin colors. Yeah. Uh, I think they said the years that he was like headmaster too, but I can't remember when it was. It seemed like it was 1700s. What is it? A long time ago? I can't. It remember. was quite a while ago. Yes. Okay. Uh. Anyway, Phineas Nigellus, or at least Phineas Nigellus's portrait. I guess I should specify. Uh. Favorite character so far that has been introduced into this book. That speech he fucking just laid into Harry with was so good. The, my poor popped up, or sorry, my poor puffed up Poppinjay. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> just so good. Just scathing, this yep. little asshole. Uh, so, Harry, uh, <laughs> he collapses on his bed. He's not leaving anymore. He's like, fuck. He may have a point. And um, exhausted as he is, his little wee-wee still manages to think of Cho <laughs> under the mistletoe, which I appreciate. And uh, why do you appreciate that? I just listen. It's just listen. <laughs> I, you appreciate this, Harry's little wee-wee? It's just when he thinks with his dick, it's some of his clearest thinking he ever does. So that's why I appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh so he's he's exhausted. The 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 kid hasn't slept in like over a day. Uh he's scared. He's like Dumbledore tells me to stay. What is going on? And then he fades into like this dream again. Here we go back with the walking down the deserted corridor with the locked doors hallway that has been 50,000 times in this book. Um, he can't open the door. He tries to open the door. He can't, uh, he's just kind of staring at it. 
Something he stood gazing at it, desperate for entry. Something he wanted with all his heart lay beyond, a prize beyond his dreams. If only his scar would stop prickling, then he would be able to think more clearly. Clearly. And then Ron wakes him up. Harry thinks everyone's scared of him. He is like being real, like fucking solo, moody, lone wolf bitch boy. He's like avoiding everyone. Um, he 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 does go to sleep for a while. He finally gets some sleep. He falls asleep for a long time. He notices when he wakes up that Phineas is watching him, and he thinks Dumble has charged him with making sure he doesn't attack anyone else. And I'm like, he's probably just making sure your bitch ass doesn't leave when he told you to stay, Harry. Yeah, exactly. Harry's an idiot. Yes, he's a fucking moron. He proceeds to avoid everyone, refuses to eat, and he just goes up to like the attic and hangs out with Buckbeak. Uh, Hermione comes in to get him. She wants to talk because goddamn is she an incredible friend. She canceled her fucking skiing trip with her parents to come and fucking help Harry. He does not deserve how good of a friend she is. Dude, literally nobody deserves how good of a friend Hermione is. Nope! deserves it i say it i feel like three times an episode how is she such an incredible friend she's like my parents will understand it'll be fine skiing's not really my thing anyway i I, you need my help you fucking always need my help harry you're dumb little bitch she came on the night bus by the way she came on the night bus yes uh hermione's fucking the best um she's like I had to wait for term to, uh, they go down to the, the room and Ron and Ginny are in there and Hermione, cause her, Harry's like, no, I don't want to talk to anybody. And Hermione's like, fucking get your ass down here before I beat the shit out of you. You're going to talk to us. Uh, so she's telling him Umbridge is livid that you disappeared right under her nose, even though Dumbledore told her Mrs. Weasley was in St. Mungo, Mr. Weasley was in St. Mungo's and he had given you all permission to visit. And... She's like, so how are you feeling? <laughs> He's like, fine. She's like, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> she literally <laughs> says, oh, don't lie, Harry. She said impatiently. She's like, Ron and Ginny say you've been hiding from everyone since you got back from St. Mungo's. <laughs> they do, do they? And he glares at them. And Ginny, Ginny, Ron is like, always like, Ooh, don't be mean to me, Harry. Ginny fucking gives Spitz hot fire right Dude, back at him because Ginny rules. She says, well, you have. You won't look at any of us. And he's like, it's you who won't look at me. <laughs> Hermione, this is so good. She says, maybe you're taking it in turns to look and keep missing each other. <laughs> As she tries not to laugh, basically. <laughs> he's like, oh, very funny, very funny. And she just, she basically is just like, she says, oh, stop feeling all misunderstood. Fucking get your life together, bitch. The others have told me what you heard last night on the extendable ears. He's like, yeah. He's even, they literally say he's got his hands in his pockets because he's sulking like a little bitch. Oh, I've been talking about you, me, have you? Well, I'm getting used to it. And Jenny here, we wanted to talk to you, Harry. But as you've been hiding ever since we got back, Harry, then Harry's like, well, I didn't want anyone to talk to me. So fucking make up your goddamn mind, you little piece of shit. And here's where the real good line is from Ginny. 
So good. I love her so much. Well, that was a bit stupid of you, said Jenny angrily, seeing as you don't know anyone but me who's been possessed by you-know-who, and I can tell you how it feels. Harry's like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, that's fucking right. That did happen. Did you just Did you just cast a spell on me? <laughs> did you, shit, did you just cast a spell on me? How do your lips feel? <laughs> Chopped. We referenced that way too much, but it's the best. It's so uh, funny, dude. Yeah, he's like, he's Harry says out loud, he's like, oh shit, I forgot. And Ginny just right back, lucky you. Oh, she's so good. I love <laughs> Ginny. Dude, Scott, I... I need you to know that I am so happy that you are liking Book Ginny so much. How can she you is not? Such a good character. She spits hot fire. She's just like a maybe feistier, snarkier version of Fred and George. Yeah, you know it's. I, I'm sure you can probably relate. Like even with like like Game of Thrones, for example, like mm-hmm. it's so easy to let like the cinema version of characters like overtake your memory. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and that happens to me with her. And then I read these books and I'm like, Oh my God, I love her so much. In that's, the books. that's truly disappointing to hear. That it she's really is like not great in the movies. Like, not that I'm like going to be a big fan of the movies or even watch all of them, but like, she's so good in the books. She's amazing. She's and so she good. Is just the most fucking vanilla ass like just fly on the wall character ever in the books it is you mean in the movies i'm sorry yes in the movies it's so bad that is very and i feel bad because bonnie wright could have been a good uh jenny but i i think it was just director's choice man it just it wasn't directing and writing yeah yeah listen like when you're condensing these fairly long books into singular movies or i guess yeah. in the last book's case two movies like there's a lot of personality and things like this that gets cut so i i get it but it's still unfortunate yeah um, it really is so harry's like so, so do you think i'm being possessed that now he wants to talk <laughs> and Ginny's like well can you remember everything you've been doing are there big blank periods where you don't know what you've been up to and harry's like uh no and then she's like no you know who has hasn't ever possessed you she's very mad of fact about it expert on possession Ginny is just like nah, yeah good. it's it's funny because like it, i i love my girl Ginny, but it's like I, yeah. I don't know Ginny. like right can you say that with absolute authority Ginny? i don't know that you can <laughs> but i appreciate you know my headcanon is she's just trying to make him feel better yeah, why I don't know because Harry is a sack of shit that doesn't deserve any sympathy. But maybe that's what she's trying to do. Uh, she's like, I hit, when he did it to me, I couldn't remember what I'd been doing for hours at a time. I'd find myself somewhere and not know how I got there. Uh, and this does cheer Harry up. He's like, I don't want to believe her, but I, this is kind of cheering me up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Harry. I can't remember how this comes up, but my next note is just Hermione dunks on Harry for being a dipshit and still not remembering that you can't apparate in or out of Hogwarts. And he, oh, he, it's because he wonders if, uh, what if Voldemort somehow transported me to London? 
Right. Because he still thinks he's the weapon. And Hermione's and, like... And Hermione says, one day, said Hermione, yeah. sounding thoroughly exasperated, you'll read Hogwarts history, and perhaps that will remind you that you can't apparate or disapparate inside Hogwarts. Yeah. Even Voldemort couldn't just make you fly out of your dormitory, Harry. Yeah. She's she's great. She she dunks on him real good, she's and so Harry's good. like, oh, shit, I'm not the weapon. I'm just an idiot. Uh... <laughs> Taken straight from the book, guys. Straight from the text, as always. Ah, shit! Oh, and by the way, Sirius is very happy that people are here for Christmas, and he's singing <laughs> carols like, dude. God bless ye, Mary Buckbeaks, or something like that. Hippogriffs. God bless ye, Mary Hippogriffs, or something like that. Uh, it's he, very He's funny. a real fucking, like, asshat sometimes, but, like, poor fucking guy. That- I think he might have like schizophrenia or like is that what it is when you have like mo- violent mood swings? Is that schizophrenia? I feel like I'm messing that. Bipolar disorder. Bipolar. Thank you. That's actually what I was thinking of. I think Sirius might be bipolar a little bit. I mean, the dude has definitely gone through some mental trauma. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, for sure. Like yeah, it's I, again, I don't blame him, the poor guy, for sure. Though I but. think that's more of like a psychological like chemical imbalance not necessarily a trauma thing but i i mean i don't know either what way whatever goddamn doctor <laughs> i'm not a doctor don't fact check that T- take all your medical advice from this podcast obviously um yeah jenny's a fucking uh uh what is expert it on possession. possession yeah uh guru yeah. and i'm a fucking head doctor yeah exactly head doctor that's what head they're called doctor, that's, <laughs> that's what exactly they're what called. they're called that's the <laughs> medical terminology for sure <laughs> Head doctor. <laughs> uh, All right. Fred comes in. And he's like, "Don't go downstairs." Mum's crying again. Percy sent back his Christmas jumper without a note, and he hasn't asked how Dad is or visited him or anything. Percy is such a piece of shit. I was wondering when the when the like. The fuck Percy emotions were going to come Listen, out of you, Scott. That came out when he basically, like, fucking, when we found it, when I found out that he, like, called his parents out, like, oh, that's for right. being yes, poor. That did already like, that, that already happened, but right. fuck this guy, dude. He sucks. Yeah. No kidding. You do not. This, this puts him on the same level as Ron, who always hates his fucking Christmas jumper, uh, now that he's sending his back, too. Um, I still get a kick out of thinking about when Fred and George like forced Percy's on him and were like, P for prefect. (laughs) Very funny. Simpler times, simpler times. Um, oh, (laughs) this is dumb and stupid, but Harry got a uh, painting, a a self, uh, a portrait from Dobby for Christmas. And Fred and George are like, what the fuck is this? It looks like a gibbon. I don't know what a gibbon is. With two black eyes. And George is like, it's Harry. Says so on the back. Good likeness. <laughs> good likeness. <laughs> it's very good stuff. Uh, they're so good. Uh, Hermione takes a present to our favorite house elf creature. But they can't find him. Sirius mentions he hasn't seen him for several days, but house elves can't leave the house they're bound to. Harry is being like, um, actually, they they totally can. Dobby did it. He just had to punish himself afterwards. 
And Sirius does seem a bit concerned about this. Uh, <laughs> my next note, just in its entirety, says, My guy Mundungus has stolen a car to take them to visit Arthur. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Dude, fucking Mundungus. <laughs> Dude just stole a car. It's amazing. Uh, this is where we get the bit. Uh, so, yeah, they go to visit Arthur, obviously. This is where we get the bit with the stitches. Mrs. Weasley, so angry. Do you mean to tell me that you have been messing about with muggle remedies? <laughs> Not messing about, Molly, dear. It was just just something pie and I thought we'd try, only most unfortunately, well, with these particular kinds of wounds, it doesn't seem to work as well as we'd hoped. Meaning? Well, I don't know whether you know what, what stitches are, it sounds as though you've been trying to sew your skin back together. But even you, Arthur, wouldn't be that stupid. They all, like, uh, as this argument is starting to pop off, they're all like, hey, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. We need tea. <laughs> and then uh, th this ends with, as the door swung closed behind them, they heard Mrs. Weasley shriek, what do you mean that's the general idea? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And I'm like, general idea. I love Molly. I love Arthur. They're such a joy. So great. Yeah. Uh, Ginny is just like, yeah, typical dad. Shit. Stitches. Can you believe that? Uh, this is where I I don't know if I've ever been so happy reading these books, Zach. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> broke my rule of like never giving you like incel the download on what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about the chapters. When this happened, I immediately texted you. Yeah. What I yep. wrote in my notes, all caps, Gilderoy motherfucking Lockhart <laughs> with like 17 exclamation points. I cannot express to you how happy this made me. Oh, man. I knew it was coming. I was so excited for you to get to it. <sighs> Uh, your boy's back, or kinda. He's back. It's it's a brief moment. I I don't expect we'll see him again. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. But Arthur comes home with somewhere in these chapters, so I don't know why they would be back at St. Mungo's. But oh my god, I can't even remember if I can dust off my Lockhart voice. But I did. Very basically boy. paste every <laughs> single line of dialogue he has. Because I want to savor this because I miss my golden boy so you, much. You need to you need to be careful with how much you're copy and pasting so that you don't run into I the know. same issue Listen, at the end of last book. <laughs> Believe me, that has been my fear. But <laughs> Gilderoy motherfucking Lockhart is worth it. Okay, he is right. worth it. All right, let's hear it. What's their conversation? Well, hello there. I expect <laughs> there you'd like is. my <laughs> autograph, would you? <laughs> They're like, ah, hasn't changed much, has he? Well, how are you, Professor? Said Ron, sounding slightly guilty. Because Ron's dumbass wand is what fucked up my boy permanently. Not okay. I mean, he was trying to fuck nope. them up. I children. will hear no Lockhart slander on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am very well indeed, thank you. Now, how many autographs would you like? I can do joined up writing now, you know. <laughs> Which I think he's talking about, like, cursive. I think so, yeah. 
Uh, they're like, uh, we don't want any autographs. Uh, should you be wandering around the corridors? Shouldn't you be in, like, a ward? And he looks at Harry. Haven't we met? Uh, yeah, you used to teach us at Hogwarts, remember? Teach? Me? Did I? Taught you everything you know, I expect, did I? Well, how about those autographs, then? Shall we say a round dozen? You can give them all to your little friends, and then nobody will be left out. <laughs> My guy is still so goddamn confident and cheerful. I love it. Uh, his nurse comes out. <laughs> she calls him Gilderoy, you naughty boy. Where have you wandered off to? Uh, she... I can't tell if she. this is just, like, she's a very motherly, like, relationship with Gilderoy or if she's in love with him like most of the witches were in book two because he's so goddamn handsome. Uh, couldn't tell you. It's probably a little column A, a little column B. Maybe a little of both. She's very happy that he's got visitors. She's like, oh, on Christmas, he never gets visitors, poor lamb. And I can't think why he's such a sweetie, aren't you? And I about burst into tears here. My poor guy never gets visitors. <laughs> you guys should see Scott right <laughs> Scott's having a mental fucking breakdown, dude. It's so sad. Oh, I would visit Lockhart. He's such a sweetie. She literally says that. Poor lamb. My fucking guy. I about cried. He's still so cheerful, though. He just tells her, we're doing autographs. <laughs> they want loads of them. Won't take no for an answer. I just hope I've got enough photographs. <laughs> She's like, oh, listen to him. Uh, he's so cute. Um... God damn it's, it, Scott. This is why this is this is why we couldn't do the next chapter. Yes. Yes. I will literally <laughs> spend an hour on this if you let me talking about Lockhart. God damn it. I fucking told you I've never been happier or maybe sadder as when this All moment. Right. I'll let you relish in it. Yes, let me relish in my Lockhart love. So they they take they go back into his room. She talks about this is so sad. He's 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 his memory has not come back. It's a little bit. They're making kind of some progress. Uh, he's not dangerous, but he might be a bit of a danger to himself. Bless him. Doesn't know who he is. You see, he wanders off and can't remember how to get back. It is nice of you to have come and see him. These dicks did not come to see him. They just happened to wander in. But. She, bless her heart, this nurse, I don't think, I don't know if we got her name, but she is looking out for him, and I am a fan of anyone that looks out for my boy. Yeah, I, I don't think we do. <sighs> they just call her the healer, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's remembering some things. He's in this long-term ward for permanent damage, and it's 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 so sad. Uh, <laughs> you can put them in envelopes, he said to Jenny, throwing the signed pictures into her lap one by one as he finished them. I am not forgotten, you know. No, I still receive a very great deal of fan mail. Gladys Gudgeon writes weekly. I just wish I knew why. I suspect it is simply my good looks. This poor guy! Dude. I fucking feel for him. <laughs> but he's still just... That's what I love him about. It. He's so goddamn cheerful. Um, that's that's most of the Lockhart stuff. We'll We'll move on here. So good. 
It's the best. I was so happy to see him. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you got a little taste of yes. that. Uh, of that Lockhart. It had uh, been so long. Yeah, so long without Lockhart. You just needed a taste. I just needed a taste. Um, and he, it, it did not disappoint. This scene, like I said, very funny, but also it broke my heart. So good on your books for. It broke for, your Lockhart for my Lockhart. Well done. Uh. <laughs> Well done. Well done. You want an autograph? Signed photos? <laughs> Did I hear someone say signed photos? Uh, Neville is there with his grandmother, and they see him. Ne- poor Neville, horrified. But his oh. granny knows who everyone scene. is. It's a good scene. She knows who everyone is because he's talked a lot about them. He, they, she thanks them for helping him out of these tight spots. She says, sorry he doesn't have his father's talent. Uh, she realizes he's never told them, and she says it's nothing to be ashamed of. He should be proud of the sacrifice that his parents made. Uh, I like Neville's grandma. She seems rad. She is fucking rad as shit. She seems super fucking cool. Um, I, I appreciate, like, listen, I understand the Neville position, like, he, he says, like, he's like, I'm not ashamed, you know, he's, like, horrified by this, but I don't know... I can understand the position he's in. You know, he's not ashamed. He's not horrified. Also, probably very few of these dicks have ever, like, asked about his family. Yes. So he's that, probably not going out of his way I to tell them. Yep. Um. So it's it's very sad, but also I appreciate what his, his gran is telling him about, like, hey, never be ashamed of them. You should be proud of the sacrifice they made. It's pretty rad. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is. She, she is... I struggle with it because, like, one, I like her character. Like, she's yeah. she's a badass, and she'll have a couple very small little moments later mm-hmm. where, like, it's just like she's just cool. And for an old lady, she's a fucking hard ass. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, it's kind of like sad because she just so casually is like, "Yeah, sorry, he doesn't have his father's." Skin. Yeah, it's like, ouch, yeah. dude. I mean, the truth hurts, but yeah. it does. It does, but. <laughs> Fuck, man! This is your grandson. This this is a pretty soul crushing scene. Like oh, his yeah. mom walks up and like the, the Alice is her name, and Grant the Grant is like, "Yes, Alice dear, what is it?" And she she wants to give Neville a, a like a candy wrapper or something. It is, and she's like, "Okay, dear, go back to bed now." Blah blah blah, whatever. Because obviously the, the, her the parents' minds are gone. Right. And Gran's like, okay, throw that away, Neville. You, she's given you so many, you have enough to like wallpaper your room. But as they left, Harry was sure he saw Neville slip the racker, the wrapper into his pocket. And I'm like, that's fucking, that crushes my soul, man. Oh, like, that's, dude, it's, that's tear jerky. Like, it's I, such a good small little. Line. It is. I'm glad. I'm glad it was done. It's a small detail. It's very, very good. Um, poor Neville, man. I know. I, I'm coming around a little on Neville this book. I, I you have, and, and I I'm have. glad because for sure he stood there, up for there, himself at one point against Malfoy. Um, there are some big Neville heads out there. Did you know that? I listen. I believe that more than I believe the Ron heads bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes way more sense to me. Neville's a good fucking dude. Um, so they're all like. Hermione, Ginny, and Ron are like, I fucking never knew. Like, this, wow, holy shit. And they look at Harry. He's like, I fucking knew. (laughs) 
Uh, he, he's like, listen, Dumbledore told me I promised I wouldn't mention it. Um, good for you for keeping your promise, Harry. That's what Bellatrix Lestrange got sent to Azkaban for, using the Cruciatus curse on Neville's parents until they lost their minds. Bellatrix Lestrange did that, whispered Hermione horrified. That woman creature's got a photo of in his den. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a long silence broken by Lockhart's angry voice. Look here, I didn't learn joined up writing for nothing, you know. <laughs> we get one more little taste of Lockhart before the end of the chapter, and I was very happy about it. Um, this was where I was like, okay, they've mentioned this Bellatrix Lestrange's woman's names like three times now, specifically in this book. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a factor. And yep, sure enough, spoiler, here in a minute we get uh, the breakout, and I'm like, yep, she's definitely going to be playing a part here. Because um, they make a point to mention her name several times. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, uh, a good old Dieter. Zach's yep. favorite, the Dieters. The Dieters. Chapter twenty-four. Uh, they find creature in the attic, but Harry is worried because he seems less grumpy than normal, and he keeps staring at Harry. Um, something weird is going on here. Harry is starting to dread going back to school. And only the Dumbledore army keeps him from begging Sirius to let him leave Hogwarts. Sirius, our bipolar guy, is being sad again now that they're about to leave. Harry goes down to the kitchen. They're like, uh, Snape is here and he needs to talk to you. And I'm like, shit, this pops off. I'm, I'm a fan of this. Yep. He comes in. Snape's like, sit down, Potter. Sirius, they're both in there. Sirius and Snape. Sirius just kind of like hanging out, being moody and mean to Snape. Snape being a dick. Harry like kind of caught in between here. Sirius is like, I think I'd prefer it if you didn't give orders here, Snape. It's my house, you see. Uh, I was supposed to see you alone, Potter. But Black, I'm his godfather. I am here on dumb... Oh, I'm his godfather, said Sirius. I am here on Dumbledore's orders, said Snape. But by all means, stay, Black. I know how you like to feel involved. This Fuck. touches a big nerve with Sirius. It's It just cuts deep. Dude. Cuts deep, just like what friend George said to him. What's that supposed to mean? Merely that I am sure you must feel... Uh, frustrated by the fact that you can do nothing useful for the order oh man this cuts this cuts serious deep he's pissed the headmaster has sent me to tell you potter that it is his wish for you to study occlumency this term study who what now what'd you say harry's clueless occlumency potter the magical defense of the mind against external penetration I love penetration. penetration. Yeah. That word is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll do some heavy penetration lifting with you, buddy. <laughs> only if it's external. Um, an obscure oh, did branch you just of- say only external? <laughs> yes. <laughs> external penetration as opposed to internal penetration. <laughs> Um, an obscure branch of magic, but a highly useful one. It is pretty fucking obscure, buddy. <laughs> yes, very. Uh, Harry's like, well, why do I have to study Okla thingy? And Snape, 
because the headmaster thinks it's a good idea. And again, I would just like to refer back to my boy Phineas. When has Dumbledore ever steered you wrong, fucking Harry? Just fucking do what he says. Uh, you will receive private lessons once a week, but you will not tell anybody what you are doing, least of all Dolores Umbridge. Do you understand? Yes, said Harry. Who's going to be teaching me? I am. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, Harry's like, oh, extra lessons on, for Snape? Fuck, this is the worst. Dude, this shit just turned up to 11. Yeah, this fucking is the worst nightmare I've ever had. He's like, why can't Dumbledore teach? Or no, I'm sorry. Sirius asked this. Why can't Dumbledore teach Harry? Why you? <laughs> this is such a good line from Snape. <laughs> I suppose because it is a headmaster's privilege to delegate less enjoyable tasks. I assure you, I did not beg for the job. I will expect you at 6 o'clock on Monday evening, Potter. My office, if anybody asks, you are taking remedial potions. <laughs> Nobody who has seen you in my classes could deny you need them. This is like 17 burns in one. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> He's such a master <laughs> at fucking words cutting deep, man. It's so good. He uh. is. He cuts. He fucking burns serious in just the right way that will get it's serious so most heated. Like, all yeah. of his just quips, they're just so smooth. God, he's a smooth motherfucker. I love him to death. I, you know, I didn't actually, up until this batch, I had not realized how, how much you are probably excited that this, that we're going to have like more Harry Snape one-on-one stuff. Well, less Harry, just more Snape in my life. Well, I mean, mean. but you, you like Snape shitting on Harry and like schooling him. I like everyone shitting on Harry, like Hermione, Ginny, Snape. It doesn't matter who's doing it. I love right. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Snape is especially effective at it. Uh, he knows just where to cut, and he cuts deep. <laughs> this is another good stinger. As Snape is leaving, he's like, wait a minute. I'm in rather a hurry, Black. Unlike you, I do not have unlimited leisure time. <laughs> <laughs> So good. So yeah, here's here's where Sirius is standing for his boy. He's like, if I hear you're using these occlumency lessons to give Harry a hard time, you'll have me to answer to. How touching. But surely you have noticed that Potter is very like his father. Yes, I have, said Sirius proudly. This is also so good. Well, then you know... <laughs> Well, then you'll know he's so arrogant that criticism simply bounces off of him. <laughs> Yikes, man. Serious, not a, not happy here in this, and they square up on each other. They they pull out their wands. Uh, they're they're about to throw down. Um, Sirius busts out the the nickname. I've warned you, Snivelous. Uh, solid. It's all right. Uh. I don't care if Dumbledore thinks you've reformed. I know better. Oh, but why don't you tell him so? Or are you afraid he might not take the advice of a man who has been hiding inside his mother's house for six months very seriously? <sighs> Sirius comes back with, Tell me, how is Lucius Malfoy these days? I expect he's delighted his lapdogs working at Hogwarts, isn't he? Speaking of dogs, did you know that Lucius Malfoy recognized you last time you risked a little jaunt outside? 
clever idea, Black. Getting yourself seen on a safe station platform gave you a cast iron excuse not to leave your hidey hole in the future, didn't it? Oh! Snape knows where dude, to cut, man. He doesn't he's even like, need a wand, dude. He's bodying this motherfucker. He's like a surgeon with these words, man. Holy shit. So they're about to fight. They're like, Are you call me a coward, blah, blah, blah. Snape's like, yeah. Yes, I suppose I am. <laughs> so good. It is really good. Uh, and then the Weasley family comes in with Mr. Weasley. <laughs> cured! Completely cured! <laughs> They come in in the middle of this tense fight moment, and uh, Mr. Weasley's just happy as a clam. Love him to death. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of ends that little spat. Uh, they they do not, in fact, throw down as much as they wanted to. This is the story of a girl who cried a river trap. <laughs> This is interesting. I, I'm going to read this section here, and then I'm going to have some thoughts and some theories about okay. this. Okay. All right. So they're about to leave back for Hogwarts. Uh, Harry had an unpleasant, constricted sensation in his chest. He did not want to say goodbye to Sirius. He had a bad feeling about this parting. He did not know when they would see next each other and felt that it was incumbent upon him to say something to Sirius to stop him doing anything stupid. Uh, Harry is worried that Snape's accusation of cowardice had stung Sirius so badly he might even now be planning some foolhardy trip beyond Grimmauld Place. Before he could think of what he would say, however, Sirius had beckoned him to his side. Uh, he gives him this package. He says, I want you to take this. Harry's like, what is it? And he says, a way of letting me know if Snape's giving you a hard time. Don't open it here. Uh, I doubt Molly would approve, but I want you to use it if you need me. All right. Uh, Arthur then tells Harry to watch out for snakes for him. The fucking cheek on this man. Like, <laughs> he's just so cheerful about everything. He gets a weird quick goodbye with Sirius without a chance to tell him to be careful. Um, Rowling is really drawing attention to this parting between them. I think Harry's next vision will be about Sirius getting attacked. I think Sirius mm. is definitely going to do something dumb and foolhardy because he is absolutely rising to Snape's accusations of being Challenge, a right? Yeah. Uh, so either Harry is going to have a vision. He's he's going to like, I can already see what's going to happen. He's going to like, since Sirius is buds with Mundungus, he's going to convince Mundungus. Mundungus will want to go buy a fucking batch of cauldrons that fell off the back of a broom anyway. Be like, let me take your shift, bro. I gotcha. It's cool. It's cool. I gotcha. And Mundungus will be like, sure, mate. And he'll like go to do whatever his shift is, do something for the order. And Harry's next vision will be about him getting attacked. Or something is happening with this creature nonsense. All that is very suspicious. I, I have a feeling he snuck out of the house and told someone something about where the order is. Or just the Ministry will catch him like they caught Sturgis Podmore. Those are my three. One of those three will definitely happen. I am very confident in that. What if I told you it was <laughs> the story of somehow <laughs> all of those three? I would believe that too, yes. Uh, it's uh, just, yeah, I can neither confirm yeah, nor deny. I, I know you can't, 
but I do like to theorize, and that no, that's is... uh, that's pretty legit, man. I think uh, like you're you're asking good questions, and you're yeah. you're picking up on good things, although not entirely hitting the nail on the head, but you're you're reading into the right stuff. No, listen, I have it B for B. I know, I know how this goes. <laughs> I'm a badass. I got this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it's just listen. We, it's we a good, joke. It's a good goodbye, though. I like. I think. I think. I think it's written really well. She's she's drawing a lot of attention to this party, and I'm like, they may or may not like. I don't necessarily think like Sirius will die, but something bad is going to happen to him before Harry sees him again, for sure. There, like, you, there you think was, that'll be the thing that moves the story? Yes. Uh, gotcha. For sure. Um. Razzle dazzle, Scott. Yes, I know. <laughs> there was a running joke, like something we always talked about in when watching Game of Thrones, that anytime there was like a prolonged, like, hey, I'll see you soon type of conversation between two characters, nope. it was like, one of these fuckers is about to die. <laughs> yep. Because that would happen all the time. Uh, it's It's a classic storytelling trope, and I definitely see it popping up here for sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my current theories. Ministry will catch him like Sturgis. Something will go on with Creature or, or maybe all of the above. Uh, like I said, Mundungus definitely probably will have something to do with it too. Uh, they're going back to Hogwarts on the night bus (laughs) and your guy, uh, what's his name? Stan, Stan Shunpike. Stan Shunpike. Favorite fucking character. Uh, he recognizes Harry, and he's about to be like, hey, you're Harry, and Tonks is like, <laughs> Tonks literally says she will curse him into oblivion if you say his name. Dude. <laughs> very funny. I want to see Tonks curse someone into oblivion. Tonks is, Tonks is pretty fucking cool. Tonks is cool. Uh, he's happy, Stan, they get on, and Stan is very happy to see Harry again with how much he's been in the paper. He does not see seem to be like too concerned about all the stuff that's been happening it's just like yeah me and Ern thought you were all right but seems like you weren't you never know huh interesting weird <laughs> it's like well i guess you are sad yeah, shit. Well, guess you can't tell about people weird interesting anyway so uh so they get back to hogwarts uh lupin and tonks were their escorts and anytime we get a lupin moment yeah, i have lupin. to i have to fucking make mention of it here He's, he's telling everybody goodbye, and uh, he says, look after yourselves. He reaches Harry. He says, listen, Harry, I know you don't like Snape, but he is a superb Occlumens. And we all, serious included, want you to learn to protect yourself, so work hard, all right? And Lupin's, Lupin's just such a good motherfucker. I know! He's the best! He's like, listen, I fucking know you hate Snape. I'm not going to change your mind on that. Right now, and I realize that, but we want you to be safe, and this will help you, and Snape's really good at it, so fucking do your best, all right? Lupin's great. Um, Did you need to say something? No. <laughs> I, I was going to, but no. Okay. No. Nope. You sure? Yeah. Razzle dazzle? Razzle fucking dazzle. Hell yeah. Uh, Zachariah Smith gives Harry shit for having to take remedial potions. <laughs> it's like, you have to take remedial potions? Boy, you suck. 
And uh, Ron offers to jinx him for Harry. Uh, Ron is way more uh, fucking ride or die with Harry this year than he has been any of the years. And I appreciate it. Good for Ron. Wow. If Listen. I could take a picture and frame this moment, <laughs> I'd send it I'd send it over to Emily. Yeah. Uh listen, I have said Ron has been okay this book. He's been all right. I mean, he's still a dumbass, but like, listen, I can handle people being dumbasses. It's when they're being insufferable. Uh Harry has far and away taken over that whole quota. He's usurped uh, that throne. He's usurped that throne greatly. So, Ron He's been fine this book. I also appreciate how he has taken steps to uh what's how do I want to phrase this? Like break out of his persecution complex. You know, like he tries out for the Quidditch team. He's yeah. like yeah. trying to kind of be a prefect, I guess. He's he's making an effort to not be such a like oh, everyone likes my brothers and worthless uh, sack yes. of shit. Yeah, and trying to make something of himself, which I appreciate. So good for him. That is, that's awesome, Scott. I'm so proud of you. I'm not saying I like him. Let's not get this twisted. <laughs> but Harry has definitely plummeted below him on the power rankings. Ron is now number two. Uh, he he has a lot of shit debt. You think, debt to you make think up. Ron is still worse than Percy? Yes, because Percy's in the books for like two seconds at a time. I don't care. Ron's in him constantly. And again, Ron has a lot of shitty debt to to pay up for. Like, he's been okay. fine this book, but okay. the backlog of his shittiness is huge. Okay, fine. So, we get in another amazingly awkward conversation between <laughs> Harry and Cho. Dude, Harry and Cho suck, man. Dude, always some of my favorite sequences because it is so incredibly awkward, and I love it. Had a good Christmas? Asked Cho. That's a terrible Cho voice. I don't like that at all. Uh, let me try that again. She she has a very vanilla voice in the... Uh, Does she? In the, this in the is movies. not the movies. We're better than the movies. Yeah, no, you're right. We are better than... We're way fucking better than the movies. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're way fucking better than... I love like, the enthusiasm with which you said that. No uh, contest. No contest. Let's go, baby. I don't think I'm going to do a voice for Cho. Oh, come on. I just hyped your ass up like that. I know, Let's go. I know, and then I immediately folded like a lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, had a good Christmas. Yeah, not. <laughs> Get out of the Fuck. <laughs> Guys, Scott is red as I, fuck. I cannot breathe right now. It's, it's also, also so hot fucking hot in this room. Oh my god, we've been in here for like six hours. Um, We have not been in here for six hours, you fucker. Five? It is literally five. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit is right. Alright. Last try here. I can't think of anything to do for her voice other than generic British girl dude, accent. Just read it, dude. No voice. I, I, just, I just have to move on. I will literally be stuck here for the next hour. <laughs> Had a good Christmas? <laughs> I was already 
<laughs> okay, shit, shit. Had a good Christmas? Asked Cho. Yeah, not bad, said Harry. Mine was pretty quiet, said Cho. For, so- for some reason, she was looking rather embarrassed. Um, there's another Hogsmeade trip next month. Did you see the notice? What? Oh, no, I, I haven't checked the notice board since we got back. Yes, it's on Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> Said Harry, wondering why she was telling him this. This fucker is so clueless. <laughs> and Harry, well, I suppose you want to. Only if you do, she said eagerly. Harry stared. He had been about to say, I suppose you want to know when the next DA meeting is, but her response did not seem to fit. I, er, he said, oh, it's okay if you don't, she said, looking mortified. Don't worry, I'll I'll see you around. She walked away. Thank God this fucker figures it out here and and fucking sort of fixes it. Because, oh my God, if he had just let her walk away here, holy shit. Uh, Harry stood staring after her, his brain working frantically, (laughs) as frantically as his brain can work. Then something clunked into place. Shit, Joe! Hey, Joe! He catches up to her. Er, do you want to come to Hogsmeade with me on Valentine's Day? (laughs) Dumbass. Ooh, yes, she said. Right, well... That's settled then, said Harry. <laughs> this fucker is so awkward. It only gets worse for them to do. I I love how <gasps> invested in this fucking shit Dude, you get. This is these are the <laughs> I feel like you want me to be like, oh, check out this cool shit, Scott. Isn't this interesting? And I'm like, yeah, but Ron and Cho having awkward conversation. <laughs> you mean Harry? Yeah, shit. Harry and Cho having awkward conversations. Or <laughs> yeah. Lockhart being rad. These these yeah. are the things that I truly care God about. God damn it, dude. Holy shit. So, this is good shit. This is good shit. Harry goes to Snape's office for his first Occlumency class, and Snape explains that it seals the mind against magical intrusion and influence. <laughs> Harry asks why Dumble wants him to learn that. Snape is like, you can't really be this stupid, can you? <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah, man. It's so dumb. Uh, he says, Voldy is very skilled at Legolas Mency, which I can only assume is about Legolas, Legolas Archer man- magic. Like, uh, he's good at shooting, shooting arrows. elf arrows. Um, no, what is the actual name of this? Because I don't know. It's uh, Legilimency. <laughs> yeah, Legolas Mency. Um... That was my joke. <laughs> it has the ability Jesus. to extract feelings and memories from another person's mind. He can read minds, said Harry quickly, his worst fears confirmed. You have no subtlety, Potter. You do not understand fine distinctions. It is one of the shortcomings that makes you such a lamentable potion maker. <laughs> This is such a good line. Snape paused for a moment, apparently to savor the pleasure of insulting Harry before continuing. Only muggles talk of mind reading. The mind is not a book to be opened at will and examined at leisure. Thoughts are not etched on the inside of skulls to be perused by any invader. The mind is complex and many-layered thing, Potter, or at least most minds are. (laughs) (laughs) And he smirks at Harry. Uh, 
But he's like, it's true. Those that have mastered Legolas Mency are able under certain conditions. Scott, the Legolas Mency is a terrible joke. It's a terrible joke, and that's why I have to keep doing it. No, 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 no. Keep doing it until it's funny. That's what I've always said. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are the worst. Uh... The minds of their victims and interpret their findings correctly. The Dark Lord almost always know when someone is lying to him. Only those skilled at Occlumency are able to shut down those feelings and memories that contradict the lie, and so utter falsehoods in his presence without detections. Um, so, this makes a lot of sense. Things are snapping into place about yes. what we had theorized, well, what I had theorized at the end of last book about... How would Snape, if he is indeed, as I think, if Dumble sent him back undercover with Voldy, how would he get Voldy to buy that? Like, just showing up and being like, yeah, no, cool, I'm still your guy, I'm undercover at Hogwarts, we're good to go, all hail Voldy, Heil Hitler, the whole nine yards. Um, Or? What? No, never mind. Okay, Lupin saying that uh, Snape is extremely good at Occlumency makes sense for how Snape could effectively pull that off. Uh, If that is indeed what he is doing, which I am convinced is the case. Especially because Snape says that Voldemort is is one of the most skilled Legilimens ever. So... Ever. I'm sure in Voldy's mind, if he's reading Snape's mind and doesn't see anything suspicious, he thinks he's all good because he's so good at what he's doing. But yes. if Snape is equally good at the defense, he wouldn't know, I would assume. Correct. Um, You know who is... I don't know that this is explicitly said, but it's nodded to. Uh, Dumbledore is also an incredibly skilled Legilimens. Really? Okay. Not Occlumens. Uh, well, both. Okay. Both. But interesting. Like, Why did he need the 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 not the Polyjuice potion, the whatever potion at the end of last year with Junior? Then. Um. Well, because. He, he I mean you've got to have some you've got to have him like you can't you can't just be like hey like I'm a fucking I can read his mind like he's <laughs> he's evil he's, I got you guys he's a bad dude that's fair <laughs> he needs it to speak it out loud witnesses yes. all that for all the good it did him but okay speaking of I had this thought what is the name of the potion the ver- veritaserum veritaserum yeah um w- if this is a thing, why aren't they just using that at, like instead of like their trials and whatever? Why aren't they just using that shit? Like, hey Harry, did you really see the Dementors here? Take this Veritaserum. Yes, I really saw the Dementors. Well, that's it. There is a reason, though. I will be very honest with you; it is not a good one. It's flimsy. Um, flimsy like a lawn chair. <laughs> it'll fold like a lawn chair. Yes. So there's. A certain instance that'll happen actually later in this book uh, that you find out that it it takes an unbelievable amount of time to to brew Veritaserum. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and and the the what you need to brew it also is it, it's a, it, one it's extremely complicated only if you like very very good potions masters can can brew it uh but two um it takes a long time uh and the the ingredients that you need are also extremely like rare okay that's amazing that makes the whole fact that snape wanted to you <clears throat> wanted to use it on harry Last year, even funnier, just to fuck with him. Yeah. This is like such a fucking crazy potion. Yep. That's amazing. So Harry's freaking out. He's like, you fucking the Dark Lord can know what we're thinking right now. And Snape's like, you're an idiot. Uh, the Dark Lord is at a considerable distance, and the walls and grounds of Hogwarts are guarded by many ancient spells and charms to ensure the bodily and mental safety of those who dwell within them. Time and space matter in magic, Potter. Eye contact is often essential to Legolamency. <laughs> gotcha. I said it right that time. Did I not? <laughs> Legolamency. Legilimency. Oh, legit. Oh, see, <laughs> I legit tried to say it right and bury the joke, and you wouldn't even let me. Dude, that's funny. You fucker. Uh, so Harry's like, well, then why do I have to learn Onclamency if I'm safe in here anyway? And Snape says, the usual rules do not seem to apply to you, Potter, in more ways than one. The curse that failed to kill you seems to have forged some kind of connection between you and the Dark Lord. Uh, the evidence suggests that at times when your mind is most relaxed and vulnerable, when you are asleep, for instance, you are sharing the Dark Lord's thoughts and emotions. The headmaster thinks it inadvisable for this to continue. The understatement of the century. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he wishes me to teach you how to close your mind to the Dark Lord. He just says that so casually, like, yeah, Dumbledore thinks that's probably not okay for <laughs> Voldy to be in your head and see and think what you're thinking. Probably. Probably. Uh, very good. Who could say, though? Who could say? It's up in the air. Harry's like, well, why, though? It was useful. It saved Mr. Weasley's life. Uh, because he saw Mr. Weasley was hurt and they were right. able to get the information, blah, blah. Snape explains that Voldy was unaware that this was happening until the vision of Arthur. Here's where I have my notes. Harry keeps interrupting Snape. If this little shit would listen half as much as he yapped, maybe he would know a few things he's so desperate to know. But that's just an observation. That's a uh, pretty astute observation, Cal. Yeah. Snape says not to say Voldy's name because he keeps saying it. And Harry says, Dumbledore's. And Snape is like, yeah, well, he's got the big dick to back it up. He's not a little <laughs> shitbag like you are. Exact quote from Sirius Snape. Sirius Snape. Why do I keep doing that? Severus Snape. Yeah. They're so different. I can't imagine why I would mix those up. Uh, Yeah. Dumbledore's Dumbles got a big dick. He can fuck with Foley. You fucking can't. Uh, he tells him, you seem to have visited the snake's mind because that's where the Dark Lord was at that particular moment. He was possessing the snake, and so you dreamed you were inside it too. So Voldy, I guess confirmed, not an animagus, he was just possessing the snake. Yes. That was a very uncertain yes, but okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Razzle-dazzle. So... He's like, Voldy, so the, Voldy realized I was there. And Snape's like, it seems so. How do you know? Is this just Professor Dumbledore guessing, or 
and Snape's like, you fucking call me sir. I told you to call me sir. And Harry's like, yes, sir, but how do you know? And Snape is just like, it is enough that we know. The important part is that the Dark Lord is now aware that you are gaining access to his thoughts and feeling. He is also deduced that the process is likely to work in reverse, that he might be able to access your thoughts and feelings in return, and he might try to make me do things, asked Harry. He might, said Snape, sounding cold and unconcerned. Snape doesn't give a shit. Dude, he gives zero fucks. He gives zero fucks, and he's like, which brings us back to Occlumency. So here's where they start. Uh, no, sorry. Before he starts, Snape does something very interesting. He's got Dumble's pensive sitting there. Yeah, he does. And he pulls out a few thoughts slash memories, whatever you want to say, puts them in the pensive, puts it away. Then he says Harry should try and defend himself as he tries to break into his mind. Snape does the damn thing, and uh, while he's doing it, Harry sees a bunch of stuff from his past, uh, including Cho under the mistletoe, uh, which is when he freaks out and breaks out of the the thing. Uh, Snape is like, get up, you little shit. You're not trying. You're making no effort. You are allowing me to access memories you fear, handing me weapons. Snape, not a great teacher in this moment, because um, like, he just does it to him. Like, <laughs> he doesn't he, tell him, like, hey, this is how you defend, like, nothing. He does say... You can try anything you want to try and stop me. I'm about to start. He gives him fair warning at the very least. Yes, he doesn't say, like, this is how you stop it. But, I mean, he does as he goes further well, here. It, but the, the thing is, is he's supposed to teach him occlumency. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> he doesn't teach him how to do occlumency. <laughs> Harry's like, I am making an effort. And Snape's like, I told you to empty yourself of emotion. See, he is telling him how to do it. And Harry's like, well, well, I'm finding that hard at the moment. And Snape's like, well, then you will find yourself very easy prey for the Dark Lord. Fools who wear their hearts proudly on their sleeves, who cannot control their emotions, who wallow in sad memories and allow themselves to be provoked this easily. Weak people, in other words, they stand no chance against his powers. Dude. He will penetrate your mind with absurd ease, Potter. He has got hairy fucking pegs because this bitch does rise to every challenge and is provoked extremely easily. Yeah. Yeah, man. He is calling his ass out. Harry's like, I am not weak. And Snape is just like, fucking prove it. Fucking prove it, bitch. Master yourself. Control your anger. Discipline your mind. We shall try again. Get ready. Uh, I have here, Snape would be a very good Jedi. Uh, Harry would absolutely fall to the dark side like Anakin because he cannot control his goddamn emotions. Uh, Snape comes at him again, and Harry realizes when he's flashing through memories where he's seen the locked door hall in his dreams. Here we finally get this big reveal of this locked door corridor that has popped up a thousand and one times in this book he he comes out from under snape's attack and he asks him what's in the department of mysteries he saw this door when arthur was leading him to his trial in the dungeons and he knows it leads to the department of mysteries the department of mysteries just fyi this seems like another control thing i feel like there actually may be a department in mysteries of control. I can't remember. But. Dude, 
Control's a great name. Great game. Oh, I love everything that circulates the Department of Mysteries. It sounds rad. It's so fucking cool. Sounds pretty cool. Shit. I uh, fucking can't wait. Snape is just like, mm, there's a lot of things in the Department of Ministries, all of Mish- which mysteries. you wouldn't understand. What did I say? Ministries. <laughs> Ministry. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, there are many things, all of which you wouldn't understand, and also they don't concern you, bitch. Uh, Snape wants him back on Wednesday, tells him to practice. As Harry's leaving, he sees Snape putting his thoughts back in his head from the pensive. So, I know what you're going to ask, Scott. No, I'm not going to ask. Here's my theories. Okay. I don't want to ask you anything because you can't tell me anything. Or you shouldn't tell you're me You're a piece anything. of shit. You probably want to tell me things, but you I shouldn't. do want to tell you so much. I know. <laughs> Listen, I, I know the feeling. So, there's either things Snape doesn't want Harry to see if if this like this Legolas Metsy like creates a connection and can go both ways uh this is just a theory I have no evidence to support this but it would make sense in my mind there's things that Snape doesn't want Harry to see while he's like attacking his mind or he's worried Voldy might see if they connect and are intermingled or something Mm. Um, both are solid theories, Scott. Because, because what, what actually would make s- uh, my first thought was he should be taking the thoughts and memories of his lessons with Harry, doing this out of his head, so Voldy can't find them. That was my first thought, but that doesn't seem to fit the order in which he did things here. Well, so I don't I mean, think it's y- you're that. You're forgetting that I don't think Snape necessarily has to take memories out of his head right. when right. engaging with Voldemort because he's such a skilled Occlumens. That's also true. So that was my first thought, and I kind of dismissed that for those two reasons. So I think it has to be something he... he uh, this This has to be, in my mind, like a two-way street, like... If he's getting into Harry's mind, like Harry can, there's a connection there. Harry could get into his mind somehow, and he doesn't want Harry to see these things, or he's worried Voldy might see them if, like, Voldy and Harry's mind are connected, which we know they are, so. Right, yes. That's what I'm thinking. That is is correct. I think that's okay for me to tell you that. Okay. I I figured it was the case. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) off. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it all along. So yeah, that that ends their uh lesson. He goes and finds the other two, uh Hermione and Ron. He tells them what happened. Hermione thinks that Sturgis was trying to get through that door when he was caught. And then she's like, Well, that doesn't all add up either. Why, if he's on our side? Would he be trying to get through that door? She says that it's odd, but it's too much of a coincidence. And I was like, wouldn't he just be going through there to like guard whatever's in there? I don't know. Um, Harry's scar still hurting. I so Vol or not Voldemort. Uh, Arthur was not through the door. 
I think that so the the guard duty is taking place outside. Okay. Like they're guarding the entrance to the Department of Mysteries. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Harry's scar is still hurting. He goes up to bed, uh, collapses in pain. Volvi, super duper happy. Something has happened that he's been waiting for, and he's fucking ecstatic. Harry worries that having Occlumency class has actually weakened his defenses instead of strengthening. And that's the end of chapter 24. So, good stuff there. I, I loved the interactions between Snape and Harry, for sure. Uh... So happy about that. You did call that I would like the Alclemency chapter, so yeah, good on you, Zach. I fucking knew it. Chapter 25, it's last one of the good. batch here. This, I don't have a ton in, so we can run through it pretty quickly. Okay. We immediately find out what Voldy is happy about. Uh, they get the paper, <laughs> yeah. and ten Dieters have broken out of Azkaban, including this Bellatrix person that keeps coming up in the book. Uh, Fudge blames it on Sirius that he's leading them. Hermione's like, of course he's going to say that. He can't say Voldy. Uh, and then she shits all over Ron for whimpering every time she says Voldy's name. God damn, she's so cool. Uh, she's the best. Hermione, Hermione fucking rules. She fucking rules. She puts Ron in his place, which is always great. Uh, there's another story that this ministry worker, Bodie, got killed by this potted plant that was brought in when they were there. Yeah, I was wondering if you would have noticed that i I didn't think of anything of it at the time brief yeah it's very brief i there was nothing to think about it but yeah this potted plant that was brought in when they were talking to my boy lockhart that's the really all i cared about in that chapter was lockhart (laughs) so i wasn't paying attention to anything else but yeah it like strangled him to death and harry remembers this guy he said he saw him when he was with arthur uh they ron says he's an unspeakable which are the people who work in the department of ministries Mysteries. I keep doing that shit. He sure is. Ugh, this this Department stuff. of Mysteries Ministries just keeps getting more and more interesting. Um, <laughs> here we get classic Hermione. She leaves, and Ron's like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "To send a letter." Well, I don't know whether, but it's worth trying, and I'm the only one who can. And she she leaves. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> calls out legitimately he's like i hate it when she does that dude would it kill her to tell us what she's up to for once it'd take her about 10 more seconds (laughs) and i'm like she does do this a lot but also if i had to explain how brilliant my mind is to these two dipshits all the time i would get very sick of it as well so that's that's probably fair i cannot blame but me as the reader i want to know yeah no i definitely want to know too but I, i assume she'll she'll be all right Hagrid's face is still fucked up, and he's got, like, new cuts. This isn't, like, something that happened to him with the Giants. What the hell is happening to him? Dude, what is happening to him? Is he, like, got a really nasty blast-ended screw that just giving him a really hard time <laughs> fucking up his face? I don't know what's happening with this. Maybe something like that. Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, some magical creature, I'm sure. He's, he's also depressed because he's on probation. Uh, fucker Umbridge put him on probation. Harry notices the people around the school are looking at him a little differently now because they are unsatisfied with the ministry's explanation of the breakout. People seem to think that maybe Dumble was right. Uh, Umbridge is more insufferable than ever and is really trying to get Trelawney and or Hagrid fired. Uh, Neville, here we go. Neville coming up big again. He's leveling up big time in their DA meetings. He's got... Big motivation now that his parents' torturers are on the loose. 
Uh, Harry, meanwhile, so is leveling good. down in Occlumency. <laughs> He's losing <laughs> yes. XP left and right. His scar is basically hurting 24-7 now, and he feels nearly all of Voldy's moods. Ron's theory is that Snape is trying to open his mind up to attack instead of fortify it. Hermione tells him to shut the fuck up. He's an idiot that he's always been wrong about Snape, and he refuses to acknowledge it. Dumble trusts him, and if they can't trust Dumble, they're fucked. Valentine's Day arrives, and Hermione gets a response to her letter, tells Harry to meet her in the three broomsticks. Harry goes to meet Cho, and there's a line here about how he thinks about how dumb his arms are. <laughs> it's such a weird little throwaway thing, and I found it hilarious. He's like, my arms look so dumb. It's just very funny. Uh, they go to Hogsmeade, and they see wanted posters of the Dieters, and Cho mentions how strange it is that when Sirius escaped, Dementors were everywhere. And now, nothing. Right. So it's like, yeah, they have definitely lost control of the Dementors, for sure. Uh, holy shit, Harry is so fucking awkward with Cho. This is amazingly terrible. It's a fucking train wreck. It's so funny. It is a shit show. I don't know how it's these It's a two- shit show? It's a, <laughs> it's a sh- Jesus, that's it's real good. It's a fucking shit show. It's a fucking shit show for sure. He gets mad at the other couples kissing in this coffee shop because he thinks it, quote, sets a standard that he has to compete with. And I'm I like, mean, Harry, you can't compete with shit. Shit show. <laughs> you can't compete with shit show. I don't understand how they can possibly be, continue to be a couple after this. This is rough. Yeah. Harry was very conscious of the slurping noises coming from the table next door. <laughs> so gross. And cast wildly around for something else to say. Fucking this guy. Er, listen, do you want to come with me to the three broomsticks at lunchtime? I'm meeting Hermione Granger there. This idiot. Cho raised her eyebrows. You're meeting Hermione Granger today? Yeah, well, she asked me to, so I thought I would. Do you want to come with me? She said it wouldn't matter if you did. Jesus. Oh, well, that was nice of her. But Cho did not sound as though she thought it was nice at all. <laughs> and Harry cannot figure this out. Uh, next door, Roger Davies. This is my guy, Roger Davies, again. And his girlfriend seemed glued together by the lips. Wait, isn't Roger Davies the one that was... With Fleur, right? With Fleur, the ball yeah. With Fleur, yeah. My fucking guy, Roger Davies. Hell yeah. Getting it, man. Uh, Cho asks him, this is very sad, Cho asks him if Cedric mentioned her before he died. Harry says he doesn't want to talk about Cedric. Cho breaks down. She says he thought he, she thought he would understand that she needs to talk about it. The dipshit's like, well, I have already talked about it with Ron and Hermione. This sets her off. This was not the right thing to say, my guy. Uh, he laughs when she says, like, oh, you'll talk about it with Hermione Granger, and he realizes, oh, she thinks I'm with Hermione or whatever, like, girlfriend and boyfriend, and he laughs about it, but that was not the right time to laugh, my guy, and she gets No tact. Off. No, he has zero tact. He, she runs out. This this was an absolute train wreck. The poor girl. <laughs> I feel for her. <laughs> Harry sucks, dude. Harry goes to the three broomsticks after he fucking annihilates the state 
Uh, he sees Hagrid. Oh, it's you, Harry. You all right? <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, I'm fine. Are Are you okay? Because he's still fucked up looking. Me? Oh, yeah, I'm grand, Harry, grand. In the same boat, you and me, aren't we, Harry? Yeah, I've said it before. Both outsiders, like. And both orphans. Yeah, both orphans. Ha ha I don't know what is happening with Hagrid here. He I just, think, like. I think he's just drunk or I something. I think he's just drunk. It's just a very weird thing, so I had it down. He, he talks about their parents, how it could have been different if their parents had lived, blah, blah, blah. Harry does specifically say, Hagrid seemed to be in a very strange mood. Family. <laughs> Whatever you say, blood's important. Um, And Harry asks me, he's like, Hagrid, where are you getting all these injuries? Eh? What injuries? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and Harry's like, all these. Ah, oh, it's just normal bumps and bruises, Harry. I got a rough job. I'll be seeing you. Take care now. And he leaves. <laughs> This is so weird. Uh, Harry's like, yeah, he's definitely hiding something, but he's determined not to accept help. What the hell is going on? Uh, and then the stinger to end this chapter. Uh, Hermione is there with Luna and Rita Skeeter? Question mark, exclamation point. What the hell is happening? Uh... Harry goes over, sits down. Hermione and Rita trade verbal jabs for a bit. Uh, it's pretty good stuff back and forth between them two. Then Hermione mentions a deal. Uh, basically, Hermione wants Rita Skeeter to write a story about Harry giving Harry's account of what happened in the graveyard with Foldy that night. And Rita's like, the fucking Daily Prophet will never pun it, publish it. She admits that, yes, the ministry is leading, leaning hard on it, and they can't do it. Hermione's like, well, we're not going to publish it in the Daily Prophet. We're going to publish it in The Quibbler. This is where Luna comes in. The Quibbler. Hermione's like, yeah, The Quibbler will publish the story. Rita thinks this is hilarious. She says no one believes anything in the Quibbler. But Hermione points out that the Prophet's rendition of the Breakout has major holes, so people might be open to a different take. <laughs> also, they're not going to pay Rita because Hermione will tell everyone she's an unregistered Animagus, and that's real funny because she's like, what does this job pay? And I think Luna says something like, I don't think Daddy actually pays people. It's more of like an honor to be featured in the Quibbler. <laughs> and Hermione's like, yeah, I'm not paying you shit, bitch. I'll tell everyone you're an Animagus. Uh, evil puppet master Hermione is my favorite Hermione. Um, she is just making her puppets dance here, and it's Making phenomenal. moves. Exactly. It's a smart plan, though. It is a pretty solid plan. Uh, Hermione willing to use, even though she, at the beginning of this book, she's like, the Quibbler's fucking stupid. She's not above using it to advance her own means and agenda. So, yep. fucking she's rad. Uh, that's the end of these chapters. Uh, that's the end of chapter 25 and what we're going through. There was quite a bit that I wanted to to go through some some very fun stuff with Lockhart, some very interesting stuff with like Snape. Uh this this is uh, do you see now why I'm like man, that once the snake attack happens, like the book finally gets uh, it's so disappointing. I mean, even for me as a fan to to get to this book after reading Goblet of Fire 
Yeah. And it's just like, there is a lot. The rest of this book is dense, Scott. There's so okay. much good stuff, and it's like, it just sucks it's only in the second half. Yeah. See, that's, you're right. Like, the end, most of Goblet of Fire, but especially the end, was like such a high. And then you get a brief high with like the attack of the the Dementors, the beginning of this book. And there's some interesting stuff with like, you know, the Order of the Phoenix and finding out about that. And then it just fell into a black fucking hole for like 15-ish chapters, whatever it was, yeah. of just... It's not great. Like, like Dumb school, umbrage, Quidditch bullshit. Right. I I don't I obviously don't have as much of a problem obviously sure. as you. Yeah. You know, rereading through it because there there's there's enough subtle groundwork in the beginning of the book where it it makes the rest of the book pay off and be good. So I mean, I still enjoy this book. Sure. It's just um Going through it week by week and really, really like diving into these chapters, deep dives with you. Uh, I I knew it was gonna be a little bit slower rolling, a little bit rougher. Uh, up until the 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 snake attack yeah. chapter. Definitely, uh, these chapters I enjoyed much more greatly if it wasn't already obvious than the last couple batches. Uh, yeah, shit is definitely starting to kick off. Uh, and I am, yeah, looking forward to what we've got coming next. I Fuck I don't really have any final thoughts here. I gave you most of my theories already about what I think is going to happen moving forward. Yeah. Um, already, so I won't. I no, won't I mean that's that's those. good. I mean we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's We Don't Wanna Harry Potter. Hey, if you haven't already, uh, go check out We Don't Wanna One Piece. Scott and I just R. finished up R.I.P. <laughs> Pour one out for the fucking homie. Um, Scott and I just wrapped up that series. It's, it is a full round 25 episodes. It is all done, all finished. And if you listen to it, you might finish. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Go check that out. It, it is, it's a blast. Guys, I, I have to say this publicly on my side of the show uh guys one piece is fucking fantastic let's go man it 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 took it took about 30 episodes to get me entirely hooked i started falling in love pretty quickly but oh my god it was fantastic uh the full accounts of my journey over at we don't want a one piece go check that out tell your grandma uh tell your fucking best friend uh tell the fucking uh, you know, homeless person, uh, or, or not, I don't know, uh, fucking hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at we don't want a pod, and say something nice, and engage with us on there, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>